Ah, love, love the sound of the beer cracking here, especially today, which is a very special day, ladies and gentlemen. Today is the first of many Inter-Miami CF podcasts here. I'd like to welcome Jay Kington. Hi, everyone. Uh, just here with Alex Papa George. Yeah, this is the inaugural, dare I say, kickoff episode for the Inter-Miami podcast. I'm going to be trying to bring all the relevant news uh, and updates about this organization and the soccer team as we lead up to our uh, first season in MLS, which will kick off in March. Yes, love as much user-friendly uh, commentary, voicemails, emails, subjects, you name it. Love to have your voice on the show here. We actually have our first sponsor uh, it's actually by the lovely Three Kings Brewery. I'm sorry, Three Kings. Yeah, that's uh, that's Three Kings Home uh, Brewery there uh, in Oakland Park. Um, so don't like Google that address because nothing's going to pop up, but it, it's out there and it exists. <laughs> it may not be up there today, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> but you give us about 20 days and we'll be singing sunshine. Yep, yep, basically, basically. Um, you know, but we're just uh, really just a couple bros drinking some beers. Just want to talk about the soccer team and get things going. Um, you know, this is obviously a, a big, big deal for Miami. We've we've had a you know some some minor league soccer teams such as you know the Strikers or uh, you know Miami FC, but this is really the first time we can you know get our feet wet in MLS. Uh, all part of really, uh, I mean, going back to uh, I would assume it would be a pretty great contract negotiation. Uh, from David Beckham and his agent with a, a clause to actually um, buy an expansion team uh, that actually brought Beckham over here. So this is kind of just the fruition of that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's really no new news. Uh, it's kind of been going on for, for quite some time, and, and it just took – it's a very long process. Yeah, and the actually awesome part about this whole thing, Jay, is that I actually think that Miami is starving for a new professional sports team down here. You know, we have the Miami Heat – you know, we have the Florida Panthers. We have everybody knows the University of Miami Hurricanes, which uh, is off to a little bit of a rough start, but that's okay. But anyway. We're, I, I mean, also the Marlins, <laughs> uh, the Dolphins, you know, and, and what do you all... Well, I was know, just what, naming what actually the, the relevant teams down yeah, here yeah. in I mean, uh, South I, Florida. I don't think any of those teams are really relevant, let's be uh, honest. That's all right. But, we, we should probably uh, <laughs> lay down the ground uh, rules right now. Jay is a Florida State Seminole. Uh, we won't get into too much of that here, but I, you know, you, yours truly over here, Alex Papa George, class of the University of Miami. Um, and yeah, to Jay's point, you know, we are the Inter Miami CF uh, franchise extension team down here, 25th uh, team in the MLS here to date. Uh, we're owned by David Beckham United, which actually is currently titled the Miami, I'm sorry, Miami Freedom Park LLC. Um, very interesting facts, though, here, ladies and gentlemen, is that Miami has lived down here. Uh, well, Miami has actually lived, <laughs> lived down, down here, here for a while. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've always been down here. Um, you know, it's a, it, Beckham is, a, is, is really, you know, a, a face guy, you know, but there are some other players backing him. Um, you know, Marcelo, uh, you know, Clore, uh, Masayoshi Son, uh, and then, of course, the, you know, the, the Moss brothers. Uh, those are the, the major players in this. Um, you know, the great part about, you know, having him as the face guy, obviously David Beckham is one of the best soccer players to ever really, you know, kick a ball. Um, he's going to allow for us to, to attract a lot of talent down here to really help grow this into, you know, a, a very reputable soccer organization. Obviously all the expansion teams 
um, that have happened in the past aren't great right away. Uh, some have come out just swinging hard, like you know, LAFC is a, is a prime example. Uh, huge backing in in the LA uh, area, and, and, and you know, Vale is just an, an absolute animal over there. You know, Jay, I have a quick question for you. What's up? Do you think at any point in the next five years we're going to see David Beckham in a jersey? You know, I mean, right now we've got four players signed, and we'll get into that a little later on into the uh, the podcast. Um, I, I I have a question mark over David Beckham's name. Uh, I actually saw some clips of him in a Manchester United, um, I don't know, it's like alumni or senior game, whatever. They had some of their you know most famous players uh, come out and play against each other in just a friendly competition. And I'll tell you what, Beckham still has got it. That dude still he's got it. He's got it. He scored a, a nice goal. Um, I mean, he's, he, he's, he's heavy in there. I think there might be a chance we see him. Um, All right. You know, he's bringing in some talent, and maybe he will be the, the crowning – Peace, you know the 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 star on the Christmas tree. You know, that, I mean, at least for another year or two, I think he's got potential. I mean, he's kind of like a Brady character. He can just go and go and go. All right, well, clap two times if you hear Jay. All, All right. right, sounds like the fans heard you, bud. We got our soundboard up and running. I see. Hey, listen, we're grassroots, but we're making it, ladies and gentlemen. That's what matters here. So. You know, I'd love actually to get into a conversation about the four uh, players that we have signed here today. Um, Very, very young team here, I got to say. You know, I'll be honest here. I mean, I think we have a well-rounded start to our our team here, our franchise down in South Florida. Um, I think that what we lack currently is probably a cornerstone leader, uh, some veteran who's been around there, you know, and done that for quite some time. But... I think that's honestly where David Beckham's experience is going to have to step in a little bit more and lead these young guys and, and um, really show them the ropes of you know, how to be a professional, how to be a superstar, and really a leader within you know, not just the organization, but, uh, but a community that's definitely uh, starving for a presence like that and someone to lead this new franchise here as we continue to grow. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that. Uh, you know, the, the players that we've signed so far, you know, obviously they're young. Um, you know, it is the MLS, of course. It, it's not, you know, the, the EPL or La Liga, Bundesliga, Serie A, anything like that. So, you know, the talent isn't, you know, as abundant as over there, obviously. I think the, the MLS has been getting stronger and stronger over the past several years. We've had a lot of people come here, uh, you know, kind of started off with Beckham being one of those main, mm-hmm. you know, really international superstars come over here. And they've seen it in uptake in that since then. You know, we've had Giovinco, uh, Wayne Rooney, Zlani Berhimovic is currently in the league. You know, I don't want to include Baylor because he's not, like, at the end of his career. But a lot of people are coming over here. You know, uh, Kaká, David Villa with, with mm-hmm. NYCFC. Uh, I think he'll definitely have us a big name. I don't know if it'll be in year one. I definitely think it will, it will at least be by year two. There are uh, several players that he is targeting. Uh, that there have been rumors about, you know, rumors are just rumors until something happens. So until that, we just kind of kind of build out this this team as we can. And uh, he's getting a lot of young, you know, talent out of South America. Yeah. And, you know, actually, Jay, that brings me to another question that I have here is that, you know, I know, you know, inner Miami CF right now is a, is a young up and coming expansion franchise. But you know, with obviously the addition of the four players that we have thus far, you know, being September 7th here to date, um, how do you feel that these players are going to 
going to basically step up to a big stage here. You know, some of these folks, you know, besides, you know, the mention of Christian here, who has played international soccer at a very high level for Venezuela. But how do you feel some of these younger players are going to step in with a stadium, you know, ranging about, you know, 15 to 18,000 people here? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, obviously they're going to need seven more players to even be able to compete. Um, I mean, stadium is going to be, like you said, it you know, eighteen thousand people. It's going to be it's going to be rowdy day one. Miami's been wanting this, uh, yep. you know, ever since um, the strikers abruptly just left and, and disappeared, and we've had this abandoned stadium, which they're, they're now you know rebuilding into the new Lockhart uh, Stadium training facility and, and academy, and, and we'll mm-hmm. get into that into the show as well, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, there is an urge here. There is a, 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 a void that, you know, once was the strikers. I've been around town. I've seen striker support groups out at bars getting rowdy and, yeah. and that, that's over. So, you know, there, there is a, a desperate need for that, obviously, you know, especially with Miami and, and just so many people kind of coming to this hub of Latin America. I think everyone's very passionate about soccer. If you see any of the you know, international teams come over or some of the clubs come over and play in, in you know, Hard Rock where the, where the Dolphins play. I mean, it's rowdy. I mean, they're out there. They're having fun. They're beating drums. It's a great experience. I've, I've been to several. Uh, so, I mean, you know, we kind of got to start from somewhere and, and hope we can get to, to where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think so far with these young kids, I mean, you, you know, you got a lot of talent. Uh, you know, several of them are, you know, 19. I think 21 maybe the oldest. Uh there is some skill there. There's obviously a lot of room that they need to improve on, but hopefully they can kind of sharpen and hone that as they, you know, go to work for an MLS team versus, yeah. you know, some of these, you know, junior or, or D, uh, you know, lower level teams that they're currently working on. So I think they can, uh, you know, be potentially guys that would be great. There's going to obviously take some work, though. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more with you over there. I couldn't agree more. I mean, taking a little bit of a step back, have you heard about where the actual origination of the logo, color scheme, and name of the team has actually uh, arrived from? Well, I know that the, the, the logo and the, the colors were a nod to the South American um, teams, uh, just several countries down there with, with, with great, you know, obviously, you know, programs and teams and, and players. Um, you know, outside of, of Europe, you know, South America is really the, the next greatest place to find talent. Mm-hmm. So they obviously have, you know, bright color schemes. Um, Which I like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like it. Obviously, Brings the I, retro Miami, Miami yeah, Vice. Yeah, it's, it's Miami Vice. You yeah. know, pink, you know, teal, neon. I mean, it's the 80s. I mean, you know, Scarface was awesome, right? Hey, who doesn't watch Scarface? Exactly. Um, the logo was the same Scarface yeah, yeah. for 10 times. Exactly. <laughs> you, you watch it every time it's on TV. It Scarface. Clap two times if you hear me. <laughs> um, well, that was five, uh, actually, for you go. there, but there that's how I feel. Yeah, but, you know, the logo itself is... Um, is, is a nod to well, a lot I'm, of these uh, I'm looking at your house. I'm looking at your hat right now. Yep, and wrapping it. I can tell that there has been some design work there. Um, you actually have two heron birds uh, crossing their legs together to form the letter M uh, to obviously stand for Miami. And actually, fun fact, Jay, here is, is that on the sun above the birds, there are seven rays of light. Do you know what those seven rays of light stand for? Enlighten me. Ah, I'd be glad to here. Uh, David Beckham's number, actually. So oh, that's wow. actually a hats off, just as you have your hat off right now to uh, it. Mr. David Beckham himself. So, yeah. you know, shout out David Beckham. We'd love to have you on the podcast here soon. Love to talk to the fans about everything that you got going on over here. And... 
you know, we'll make it work if uh, your schedule will allow it. No, you're a very busy man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there, there, there is definitely some meaning in the logo. Um, I know that the the hair on itself, uh, the the one that, that Miami's using the white hair on is, is very, you know, territorial and remains one area for, for a long time. Um, they're down here, and I think that was a, a big nod to, you know, kind of just the overall uh, loyalty uh, in, in city of Miami. Uh, they wanted to have some sort of representation that, you know, this is home. This is an animal that really speaks and represents home. Uh, you know, so that's how they came up with it. It, it. it really does have a similar feel to a lot of those, you know, larger international uh, club seals that we see. And, you know, that's kind of what they were going for. Yeah, I uh, actually was listening to David Beckham's interview a few weeks ago, and he really talked about how he wanted to create the crest down here to definitely resemble the, um, you know, South American flavor that we have down here in South Florida, which is obviously one of the main reasons why we all live down here. Awesome culture, big melting pot of different societies between food, dance, language, you name it. Um, you know, obviously you can connect with uh, us here on Facebook as we create our Facebook page, but um, directly as we talk about the season here coming closer um, to B, we're looking at March here, uh, right in the middle of March Madness. Um, it starts the week before Ultra, ladies and gentlemen. I know we got a scare last year with probably uh, canceling that off. But, you know, if you can, please come out to our first game ever. It'll be at Lockhart Stadium. Um, and that actually brings me to one of my uh, discussion topics here, Jay. Um, one of my questions is, how do you feel about the Fort Lauderdale area being a long-term home for Inter-Miami as they're currently named. Do you think that it would work up here in Fort Lauderdale, or do you feel that the team would have more of a connection with this community down in the uh, Miami area? Um, you know, just given the, the current situation with the stadiums, um, I guess we'll kind of get into this before we, uh, we go into the different players, but... You know, I think the, the overall plan was it was most feasible, especially given the old Strikers uh, compound stadium. Um, you know, they're no longer practicing there, and, and that is a you know pretty nice piece of real estate, especially given the, the commercial area. There's a, a ton of business going on, you know, in that area, a ton of office buildings. It's been a vacant lot since the Strikers again abruptly left. Uh, but, you know, they've already started construction. I think that they knew that, that was going to be the easiest hurdle to, to get over would be to just go move into that place right away. So, you know, the, the initial plan, I think, was one year, and now it's two years uh, at the facility there. They're building a new 18,000-capacity um, stadium. They're going to have, you know, additional training grounds, different fields out there, uh, as well as run the academy out of there. You know, while they – I think the, the, the goal was to, to use that while they actually found their location in Miami, and they have kicked around several different locations over the past few years. And they were really, you know, on to something they thought they were at least, uh, you know, with Freedom Park. But it turns out that um, there was actually an issue with that site. They just ixnated it because they found deadly, or I don't know about deadly, but dangerously high levels of arsenic in the actual soil. Um, and hmm. that really put a damper. So That can't be good. Yeah, no, obviously I don't think it's good to have, you know, a ton of people sitting in a stadium where there might be, uh, you know, concerns about health and stuff like that. But... You know, this does, I could definitely foresee this extending at least another year uh, into staying in the, you know, um, Lockhart side. in three Park. years total. I think three years total is, is, is pretty realistic. But at the same time, I could see a situation where they just decide to, to keep it in Oakland Park. You know, I think the, 
they're going to find it, you know, harder and harder to find a location to build a stadium down in Miami. Miami is so compact already, you know, but uh, there could be a chance that they play out of here, you know. But you know, you know, you know what I think is going to happen, Jay? What? I think we're going to have some politics. I think we're going to have gonna some, be some good old politics going on for politics sure. to figure out where Inter Miami actually lands up, lands up. Because I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're uh, like myself and a bunch of friends who live down here in Miami for goodness gracious, I'd say good parts of a few decades, I would definitely say uh, we're a little disappointed with the Miami Marlins Stadium. And I don't want to relive that. Um, yeah, I mean, but... Again, it's just it's it's hard. I imagine it'd be equally as hard to 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 build a, a new stadium in New York or San Francisco. It's already so compact, you know. And I mean, hell, the Dolphins play in Broward County, you know. They they play in the the county Fort Lauderdale is located, in, and it's honestly probably a quicker drive from from Fort Lauderdale than it is from actually downtown Miami to go see the Dolphins play. Listen, that is very very true. Um, I actually think that Fort Lauderdale would be a better destination spot personally because I think that people from Miami-Dade, Broward County, and West Palm Beach can all come down here and enjoy the yep, fun yep. and I gotta say, uh, I think we have the space over here. I think we got the desire. We do we the passion. in that area. I mean, obviously, West of 95, there, there's you know, up and coming. There's areas out there you can do it and you know, they're, they're already working on you know, adding uh, additional tri-rail stops down in Miami. Can't wait. Up to West Can't Palm. Wait. And it's going to be near the stadium, you know, and so that'll help traffic people in from both Miami and West Palm. Uh, you know, with, with obviously parking can be a pain in South Florida, but that'll obviously ease it up a, a lot as well. So I could see that happening and being a very reasonable um, thing. My only, I guess issue with any of that would be the plans to build Lockhart and those facilities were kind of slated towards more of the training, more of the academy. There have been some rumors of a possible, um, you know, lower level team in there, maybe in like, you know, the NSL, NASL or, or USL. Uh, so if they do decide to make that, that their home, they would either have to re-renovate or just make an expansion to make that closer to the stadium they want. Because I think what they were trying to build in Miami was closer to, I want to say about 25,000 capacity, hmm. you know, where this would just be 18. But, you know, it definitely in today's times, it's going to be hard to expand. You see that happening in a lot of college arenas and stadiums already where they're just adding on, adding on. So definitely, definite possibility. You know, it's just somewhere I have to stay tuned and, and kind of see how it develops. But, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't want to be anywhere where there's arsenic or, or any other, you know, harmful chemicals. There's a reason... You know, there's no stadiums in uh, Chernobyl. Yeah. And there it is. There <laughs> is. And if, if you if you don't know the answer yeah. to that, I'd probably go watch the uh, the awesome HBO uh, show Chernobyl, or yeah, yeah. just I don't need to Google Chernobyl. Arm out of my side or anything <laughs> like that. You know? um, no, I think you brought up a great point because I think if you're gonna put together an investment like you are here and dump you know millions of dollars into this renovation of this stadium which honestly people looks absolutely fantastic if you haven't taken a look on the internet please 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 go and check out some pictures of the stadium because it looks absolutely beautiful but i love the fact that they're gonna after the potential of the fort lauderdale based you know home field crowd you know events of you know inter miami happen and then move over to you know, our, our southern neighbors of Miami-Dade, uh, but the youth academies. Um, I think the youth academies are going to be awesome down here. I think there's a huge, huge amount of talent. Obviously, the international flavor brings together some type of artistry that doesn't really be offered in many other places within the United States, uh, especially as the United States continues to grow. And, you I mean, know, we're in the right spot for it. We yeah, really are. We're in the right spot. You know, I mean, you know, I've kind of joked before that 
you know, we wouldn't even really need to, to like enter the or you know participate in the in the super draft, the, the MLS or anything like that. We can honestly just hold open tryouts. I mean, we have so many people down here. There's so many how many played out here. How many players do you feel would make open tryouts on? Honestly, team? I mean, off the entire roster, I could literally see five to ten. Woo! <laughs> I mean, I would. There are some some strong players, but like. You know, I mean, you're kind of looking at like a movie scenario where someone like had the potential, but maybe had a shortcoming, but but gets a chance to to try out. I just uh, there's so many soccer teams that, that that play down here. I don't know if they're intramurals or just community based, but there there are so many local, you know, soccer teams, and everyone loves soccer down here. I mean, I, I think most people like the Dolphins, but I'd say overall, you know, whereas in other parts of America, maybe not everyone's as into soccer. Down here, this culture is very into soccer. Um, well, you know, know in I, whatever country they came from, because again, it's a hub for all these different uh, South American countries, which is, is is a great opportunity. It literally is a, a strong advantage, I think, over all the other MLS teams is that we can attract talent to come here because it's it's you know it is America, but it's it's you know pretty far from you know Montana or Seattle or, or maybe even you know like DC or New York. I mean, there is a, a very Spanish culture down here, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll, we'll, we would could definitely find some local talent, um, but you know, like the academy would be great. I mean, I would love to put you know Quinn in the academy, you know, as he gets older and can, you know, start really understanding what's going on. Um, I mean, this is the area to, to to grow talent. I mean, even if you immigrate here and you played soccer growing up your whole life in a more competitive setting than America, and then you get to come here and join you know a, an MLS academy and work your way through that program. I mean. You know, it might not happen right away. I don't think what happens with LAFC where they come in and, you know, are, are just kicking ass and, and, you know, the top of the, the charts happens often at all. But there's a serious opportunity down here for this to, to be a competitive team fairly soon, almost immediately. But really in the future, you know, five, ten years, be a really, you know, stacked and built out organization. Love it, Jay. Hey, Miami, South Florida, clap two times if you love it. Love All right, it. shout out to our soundboard guy. And also, just so you know, I know Jay mentioned Quinn. We haven't introduced Quinn yet. He's about, you know, two feet tall. He's about two and a half years old. Crazy, uh, we'll man. have some special guests down here. But uh, yeah, Quinn is a almost the third king, I'd say, right around here. He would be the third king, fifth of his name, though. Oh, hey, all right now. So, no, Jay, I would have to agree with everything you have to say. What I want to do now is talk about the players yeah. here. Yeah. Um, we so have Just piggybacking off that, you know, that's... that's us Irish, Welsh guys. You know, we are half German, but you know, South American talent might be a little better. But and, we'll, we'll work on it. And listen, people, we understand the irony behind this. Um, you know, I am from San Diego, so we get it. But anyway, yeah. moving on to the players here, Mr. Kington, is that we have four people signed. Um, pretty excited about the four people that are signed thus far. Um, I know three of which have been on the maps. One of which is a little bit under the radar here, Mr. Yeah, David Norman Jr. It, people, if you can find a highlight reel for David Norman Jr., 21 years old, yeah, send it out in. of send Canada, it please us. send it in. Yeah. We would love to see it. And when David, we would love to have you on the pod as well. Love to meet yeah. you. Love to say I hi to the I think he's 21, but he probably, he, no way, he probably gets like just ID to go see a movie. I mean, no, I'm trying to throw shade, but that, that kid looks so young. I mean, um, but like, you know, his that's dad, our center midfielder right there. Yeah, but one of them, one of them. But you know, his dad was a uh, you know played for the Canadian uh, national team. So I think there's you know the genetics are there. We'll see if it can translate. You know, but let's kind of I guess we'll go through the timeline of the signings. You know, yeah. it was one, then it was two, 
Well, hold you on, know, Jay. pretty much hold almost on, identically, Jay. and then a third you're, one after that. You're forgetting about the number one fact about David Norman Jr. He had one year of college experience at Oregon State University. He's shout a beaver. He's, he's a beaver. He's a beaver. Ah, good color it. scheme, y'all. I like it. I like uh, it. Since then, he moved over to the Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, well, no, he came up in that academy. So his his dad played for the Whitecaps, and his dad was on the Canadian national team. Um, you know, but but he kind of worked his way up through that academy, which. You know, we've, again, yet to see a lot of, you know, play from him. Um, but, you know, the academies can do well. And, again, I think that we could build an academy down here that would be able to, you know, produce talent. Um, you know, but I guess let's kind of just start at the top of the timeline. You know, first signing, uh, you know, right away, just Mateus Pellegrini, uh, a middle footer from Argentina. Mm-hmm. He's 5'9", mm-hmm. 146 pounds. Uh, played for Estudiantes. Um I'm pretty sure that's Spanish for students, but I'm not fluent, so hey, you know, we'll, well see. Benvenido, everyone. <laughs> Benvenido. Uh, but, you know, he played there, 15 appearances, three goals. Uh, then he was the first sign, uh, signee to, to enter Miami. Uh, then he went back to Estudiantes on, on loan just to, I would imagine, continue to uh, develop. Um, you know, but he, he has some talent. Um, you know, they have him listed uh, – as a righty, he plays left midfield, but his left foot is is incredibly strong. Strong left foot, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And this, I mean, he's this, ambidextrous. This is ambidextrous to its prime right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen this kid play, please bring up YouTube and you'll see some fancy footwork. You will. Um, I mean, he he's he's he can cross. He can put the through balls on the right and the left. Uh, you know, also great lateral movement throughout the midfield, which you know, I think a lot of times that people are more, uh, you know, kind of what we would call north and south in, in American football, what you could call it east to west, but more downhill runners uh, can leave it congested. He has a lot of lateral movement. He can make a lot of people miss and trick them. Um, and then he can get off a good cross or a good through ball on both feet. It's, it's, it's really impressive to see. It is impressive. It is impressive. You uh, know, I think he's a creator. I really do. Uh, plays both sides of the ball. He he does. He will he will definitely help and come back on defense. He will come back and make tackles, uh, you know, when he needs to. Um, but overall, creating capability, you know, I mean, he, he definitely has that vision before it even happens. And it seems like in in, in what I've seen from him and the kind of you know uh, communication and just overall intuition of what his teammates are going to be doing around him allows him to really play aggressively and, and, and make some great opportunities. You know. I think he's very close to being a, a really high-quality player. Again, we got a lot of young guys who have talent. They're going to have to hone that. But, I, you know, I think he can definitely get there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for him. I think he is, a, you know, one of the, uh, the, one of the top signings we made so far. I would as, have to agree. You know, in, in regards to ability. I would have to agree. Um, and experience. But, you know, again, we're going to grow this out. I do see some senior players and some, you yeah. know, at least one marquee player Need coming leadership. on. leadership. Yeah, yeah, you know what will happen, but you know, I, I'd be hard pressed to believe that, that that Beckham doesn't want to get involved on some level, even with training or, or something like no, that. No, I agree. Know? I mean, everybody, uh, tap two times if you like Pellegrini. There we go. Love it. Bringing us to our next player. Uh, yeah. So next one is uh, Julian Carranza, um, and this is also you know a fairly interesting one. He's also from Argentina. He's also five nine. He's also one hundred forty six pounds. I don't know. It. If they're just pumping these guys out I at the same should. build, um, you know, but he's uh, he's listed as a lefty. Yeah, but also, I mean, he it seems like he can play on both feet. Um, seems that way. 
you know, he's a, he's a center forward for us. Mm -hmm. uh, looks to be kind of our, our first true uh, striker, you know, kind of goal scorer for us. Although, you know, I'm really hoping, especially given the, you know, what Beckham played, you know, as a, as a midfielder. Um, and by the way, he was number 23 when he was with the Galaxy. But uh, I think he's gonna gonna add a lot of quality to the midfield. Again, that can really be, kind of be the make or break moment. I think you need at least one true striker on your team. You uh, think that's him? But I, I don't know if that's him yet. I think you know, given some of the the names and the rumors, which we'll get into after this list, I, mm -hmm. I think there's some some big names that could could really step in that role. He could learn from them, obviously. But a, a strong center forward, as long as we can can build around that. Uh, sorry, midfield. As long as we can build around that. I think that'll create a lot of opportunities for for that. But um, you know, he was signed. Uh, you know, six million uh, bonus incentives and a sellout clause as well. Six million at the age of nineteen years old. What would you do with that money, Jay? Oh goodness, I, I want to be here right now. That's <laughs> oh, that, that's great, um, ladies and gentlemen. I may need a new partner. I may be dead. Right I don't know. I mean, nineteen years old. I was. I was you know, I didn't really have, have uh, my life together until far after. I mean, I don't even know if I have my life together. Who knows? But, but uh, Listen, I'd probably go to, uh, I don't know what I'd do. I'd probably go to Houston's every day for about four months just straight. Spinach dip? I would just bathe in spinach dip. Maybe bathe in spinach dip, but maybe get too messy? I don't know. I mean, it'd be pretty creamy, so it probably keeps the skin like nice and... I don't know. I don't know. Email yeah. us if you uh, want to talk about what you would do if you were 19 years old and had $6 million to spend. And I kid you not, we're in Miami. Yeah, yo, that is uh, next <laughs> next to Las Vegas. That's a bad place to be with all this money when you're young. <laughs> Look, you can blow through that real quick. Let's just hope yeah. he stays on the, the straight and narrow exactly, here. Exactly. You, know? <laughs> you know, but, you know, obviously, I, kind of going back to what I said earlier, I, I really think that these these – Kids coming from you know Argentina or Venezuela uh, or South America, just in general, you know Miami's not like a, a far-fetched, complete culture shock moving there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously they speak Spanish. Most people down here speak Spanish, so I, you know I think they would feel more at home than if they were, you know, like boarding Kansas or something or, or, or you know, or, you well, know whatever, anything like that. Well, I can tell you that you know Julian um, follows a trend in Argentinian nationally born players to join our squad down here in lovely South Florida. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a good scorer. I mean, in again, I kind of, you know, going back to, I guess, their overall theme of all these signings, they have raw talent. It's can you refine that? Can you distill that? Can you hone that to where you need it to be? And he and he's someone else who I want to talk about, like, because he, he has never played in front of 18,000 people before. He might have in some... I, mean, I don't it, think it, so. it didn't look that way on the, on the highlights, but he might have in some capacity, but... He, I he's, knew a, he's a, guy, a good scorer. And I think he's a good creator, but he's so I, many so many chances were just slightly off that if he can just if he can just get that right, then he could be a, a, a legit. Well, threat. I'm not talking about chances here. I'm talking about the amount of people watching him play the game of soccer. Which I know a guy who knew a guy who dated a girl who told a guy that down in Argentina this guy was fire so yeah i'm I mean, looking forward to seeing what he can though. do yeah. well his cousin you know his cousin we won't get into he didn't join the pod but he did so this actually brings me to well i, I think he's he's got experience in in in, in penalty taking i mean he, he he seemed to be the go-to uh you know penalty guy kicking for, his right foot too. for the team but you know I, I say that to say this is that is the most high pressure situation you will find yourself in uh in soccer you know is, is the pk so you know again 
this is MLS. I'm not trying to take a dig at MLS or America. It's not Europe. It's not England. It's not Spain. It's not Germany, France, Italy. These, you know, these arenas are, are you know, maybe big to what they've played on in the past. But, you know, I don't think it's completely earth shattering. Um, you know, if you get a guy like that, he's very close and you can hone him and you can get him, you know, maybe he's at 80%. You get him to 85 or 90% and maybe he converts, you know, 50% of his goals. You know, so I, I think, you know, that, that, that's a good choice. Um, you know, he, he will definitely, you know, I think requires some work as, as they all will, but he's got potential. Yeah. He's uh, got I his mean, potential. Yeah. Right. And, you know, last point here. I mean, but look at him. I mean, it's like, you but know, I eight think goals in 29 appearances isn't bad. You know? I think what we're doing here is we're building a team for the future. I think as an expansion yeah. team, you can't yeah. step into a year and think that you're going to take home the cup. That's just no, not going to happen. That, uh, you, no, I don't think what. We'll, I don't think what's happening right now with LAFC will happen again for, for many years. Man. I think you that's do, a, you don't, you don't just come tough and, order. And, and it's a tough LAFC order. As, as long as you can put the cornerstones yeah. in front of your franchise, believe in them, they're good people, give back to the community, the community will love them. Miami folks are, are dying for another sports franchise down yeah. here, and I really think that this is the opportunity that we yeah. need, uh, that we've been looking for. I mean, you know, we're, we're doing our best to build a team with young guys. We're trying to get to a team, you know, maybe the grade C right now. Who knows? You know, I mean, obviously, again, you know, like eight goals, 29 appearances. It's not bad. You can hone that. You can make that stronger. You can get it to where you need to be. 19 years old, 6 million again. Yeah, exactly. You know, but again, if you got it, if, if we ended up building a young team that had a future of being a, a, a real threat, you know, three, four, five, six years down the road. But at the same time, if we can bring in one of these big marquee players that, are, that you know, we're hearing rumors about mm -hmm. either in the first year or second year, well, that could get you up to, you know, B plus, A minus yeah. in a team that can actually compete in the league. Who, Out of curiosity, Jay, who would you want that we're speaking with right now on this team today? Who do you feel would be a leader? Who do you feel would be a cornerstone of the team moving forward? What's your thoughts? Um, I would probably have to go with with Suarez, Luis Suarez. Um, I mean, I think Edison Cavani is obviously very, very reputable as well. And, you know, we have, you know, these these guys that we're in talks with and, and we're kind of going to get to this man also, like, you know, Mario Bellatelli, Anton Griezmann. But as far as, like, what we would need, I would probably like Cavani. I feel like he would be a good guy for the culture down here. But I think we're also going to need, like, a true goal striker, someone that can rip it, you know, so inside the box, outside the box. And of the list of potential names you're speaking of, and I think Luis Suarez is the truest goal scorer on that list. I mean, his numbers are absolutely, uh, you know, filthy. I mean, he is a, a, a true goal scorer, and um, you know, if we get him on the team, like it would be a beast. I mean, you know, you look at a guy who's literally, you know, been with Barcelona and scored over 130 goals, you know, since 2014. That's that's impressive. That's that's insane. And everywhere he's been, he's been a, con a contributor. I mean, he's had. You know, like I think over fifty percent of appearances he's scoring goals in. You know, I mean, no, um, you're absolutely right. And you know, the point that I want to uh, talk about here the most out of you know Luis Suarez here is the fact that his birthday is actually the same birthday as mine. Oh, yeah. oh bum, bum, bum. January twenty fourth. I love it. I love it. Get this man on the team. Get him a freaking contract over here. Hang him on. I just hope he doesn't bite people. He's been known to bite people. That's fine. You but, know, you know, sometimes they deserve it. Well, we, you know, 
you will be asked to do stranger things going out in Miami. I'm sure you, know? you will. I think uh, once you get off the plane and you have a, a six million dollar check, I think that the weirdness well, is just about to his begin. His will be a lot, a lot, lot larger than that, than Julian's six million. But um, you know, kind of moving on to the next signing. This guy is, is someone I'm, I'm, I'm actually really excited about. It's Christian I, McCoon. Um, stud. Stud. I really think he's... Don't throw around that word. Stud. We don't throw it around often. Um, great defender. Um, has the experience. You know, plays for the uh, the junior international team. And, um, you know, in, in the, the U17 and in, in U20. I mean, and he has actually, you know, put up goals as a defender. But his, his defending is, is right on, on par where it needs to be. And he was, you know, started off as Zamora. Uh, he's been at, at Juve, Juventus. Uh, you know, on, on their you know younger team, um, but it looks like he's going to be our first big defensive signing, and I really like this guy. I think this guy is is right on the doorstep of of, of greatness, of, of really launching his career. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know what I like about him is that he is well, a the oldest on the team. He is actually 21 years old, um, which I actually enjoy because we have such a young lineup right now. But he uh, actually has international experience um, playing on the international team of Venezuela. Um, awesome, awesome producer here. Um, he um, he's of the age of nineteen. Um, he's a third signing here, and you know what? My favorite part about him, Jay, is his actual two nicknames. You know what they are? Uh, I don't know. Probably something beast-like. Ah, well, that's a damn good guess. Oh, uh, we got go. one is called the Beast, and the other is Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> All right, love uh, it. Yeah. But he's got he's got great ball movement as well. He's quick in the box and in his third. Well, he's gonna be our anchor. He's gonna yeah, be, no, he's, he'll, he's he'll be our anchor, anchor. But even under pressure, he's he's quick on his feet. Yep. Um, and he, he can, can come he, in. He can move and on, get out of situations. Yep. Come on, corner kicks too, which is what I'm excited too to see about him. Yeah, he yeah. Definitely he's, put in some dimes. He can jump up there. He's, he's, yep. I think that's where he's been scoring his goals. Um, I think at least two of them were, were headers. Maybe one was uh, you know an actual. It'll kick, but um, I, he's got a lot of potential as well. Um, I promise you, if you haven't seen this kid, he does not look 19. No. Uh, he's, no. He looks like a grown man. Uh, he operates as a grown man. I mean, um, I don't know nowadays who's GMing the Miami Dolphins, but uh, I think he should go hit up David Beckham and ask him what he's doing over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is kind of the, the uh, you know, opposite, you know, of, uh, of the most recent signing, but, uh, you know. 19 I, years old. Do looks like an ox. Yeah, uh, his dad was good, so that's what we're gonna bank on. There really was not much information um, on his highlights or, or any scouting. Um, it seems to be, you know, a midfielder that uh, can really play balls well. Um, he said that he likes to get back and, and and kind of, you know, defend the front line or the back line rather, and kind of be that that that, that first uh, guy to to help up with the the back line and on defense. Um, but he'll also get up there and help out on attack as well. You know, going back to Beckham, what his career does, you take the scoring, that prolific free kicking away, also just great with the ball and moving it around. And, and this, we, we can get a guy like that who's young, has this, you know, pedigree of success, being the, the, the son of his father and coming up through that White Caps Academy where his father played before, you know, I guess really going on to, to the greater part of his career with the national team. You know, he's got the pedigree. And he looks trainable and eager to learn. So, 
and yeah, that's kind of where we are. And for those of you who may not have caught that, that is actually uh, one of our newer signings um, by what by New Westminster, British Columbia, Canada, David Daniel Norman Jr. Six two out of Canada. Can you hear me? Canada, eh? Hey, I was just in Canada, just in Canada, Montreal, Quebec area. Fantastic city. Love everything about it. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Brothers beautiful. from another. Hey, beautiful weather, beautiful food. Do you poutine? Poutine, hey. Poutine for days. If you haven't been up to our Canadian brothers to the north, check them out. Check them out. Why just not? See. Why you not? Know, just, why not? Just, you know, just so, see. You know, why not? Put your feet in the water. Especially when it's over here when it's September and we're dealing with 98 degrees. Ugh. Get out of this heat, I mean, ladies. I think Canada gets especially. hot in the summer as well. But. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, you know, speaking from someone who was just there, I know it is hot here. Yeah, maybe. Well, you know. Uh, maybe not as humid. It's, uh, it's steamy Miami. But it was also a bachelor party, so, you know. That is true. That hey. is true. Um, so, you know, let's kind of get into, I guess, the, the fun part. You know, I mean, facts are great, but what's better than, you know, speculation and, and headlines, right? Um, you know, I want to get into kind of these players are about to sign. Obviously, we still don't even have a coach yet. Uh, they were talking about uh, Gennaro Gattuso, who played center back for AC Milan. Who I kind Could of you coach really this team, on. Jay? Could I coach this team? I mean, I've played a lot of FIFA. Um, I've made some serious tactical changes in FIFA mid-game. Could I coach that team? Probably not. Well, think about it like this. You're you're farther ahead than the coach that we have right now. I am. I guess I would be the most qualified candidate they're considering at this time. Um, I would love that opportunity, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. But, hey, you know, I beg me. Clap two times if you want to see Jay coach. Oh, all right. So we got some support. We got some support. Mad support, Jay. All right, all right. Um, but Gattuso, Gennaro Gattuso again, just a bulldog of a, of a, of a uh, center back for uh, AC Milan, uh, dominated in the you know 2000s. Uh, also, David Moises, who I'm not really sold on. I don't think he's, he's done too well where he's been in the past, but we'll kind of see how that, that develops. I think more and more coaches are going to draw interest as this thing grows, as we get more talent and more clout mm-hmm. i think that we could definitely attract a serious coach I, I i really think at the end of the day david beckham wants to take someone who is either coming out of the the english premier league or previously coached in the english premier league it might be somewhere else in the world right now i think you know kind of him being uh, you know growing up in england and obviously epl is a standard of the best league you know i mean fight me that's the truth um I think he's going to want someone kind of out of that league to be the, the initial guy. I don't know if these, if these you know, David Moises or, or Gattuso are really the ones. But, you know, the, the fact that we're kind of generating buzz from these guys and we're still six months, seven months out, you know, I think kind of does speak volumes. But, you know, let's kind of get into the fun part. I mean, these marquee players, right? It's David Beckham. He's the face guy. He has the draw and people want to come want to come play for his team he has that international standing he has connections all over the world with so many clubs he's gonna have his ear to the ground knowing kind of who's you know who's the next guy that would uh, you know potentially be a fit over here in the mls and i think one of the first initial rumors and kind of interest was with edison cavani uh from psg he's Mm -hmm. a a uruguayan player as well striker i kind of came up with that great Cavani is uh, fantastic. Yeah, he is. He came up with that that 2010 uh, Uruguayan side that uh, you know made it um, so far in the, the 2010 FIFA World Cup, uh, playing alongside Diego Forlan uh, and of course Luis Suarez. 
Um, but a, a, a great player to have, solid player. I think it'd be really great for the culture. He is a he is a goal scorer. Don't a goal scorer, but don't get it twisted. Like he's very, you know, would be very helpful and beneficial to the team. Um, yeah, he's um, 31 years old. Uh, if you do recognize the name, that's from Napoli. There, he played for quite a few years. Um, definitely, the probably I'd say the best player on the team for those couple years that he was on. Yeah, yeah, that's where he came up. You know. Uh, you know, as well as Palermo, uh, so you know has experience with with, with Serie A. Um, you know, went to PSG as PSG was really starting to to take it to the next level. Team started to really make a make a surge in the early you know twenty tens, um, and you know obviously they got Neymar and Thiago Silva. Uh, they're kind of the, the go to organization for um, you know the France the France football league. So he's coming out of that. He's a true goal scorer. I think he's good for the culture. Uh, in regards to his kind of counterpart on the Uruguayan international team, which is Luis Suarez, I think Luis Suarez is more of a uh, you know true goal scorer. Um, he is, from what I've heard, a, a pretty devout family man. But I just feel like for some reason that Cavani would be better overall for the team. So you feel if there was an option of selecting one of these two players, you would go for with Cavani over Suarez? No, I mean, I honestly can't make that decision. I, it depends on where we are with the signings, right? So, what I think if you had to make the decision the, right now with four players? Mm-hmm. You had to pick one. I, no, no, I'm, I'm going to go with. If you had to pick one between Suarez or Cavani, who would you go with on the Uruguayan team? Right now, with the signings we do have, I would probably go with Cavani. All right. Um, but depending on how that goes, I think at the end of the day, that Beckham will you know, figure out the pieces, and I think we're going to need a true goal scorer. Um, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Cavani, but I think Luis Suarez is that 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 more of a you know just kind of true visionary and just he sees the opening he's going to rip it. You know? Yeah, and I think that brings you know two different you know artistries or flavors to the game. You know, I think both are very poetic in its in its nature, but I think both would be obviously utilized to the max here on our team right now, especially the leadership and growing up. Um, you know, being being cornerstones of teams, international teams, clubs, teams, you name it. Um, that brings actually us to our third uh, player here, which is Mario Balotelli. Um, oh, yeah. Love Mario. Love me love some Mario. Love me some Mario. Probably love better than Super Mario. Mario. Um, love this guy. Um, you probably recognize him from Liverpool, Milan, Man City, Inter Milan, the handful of teams that are obviously very, very well known. Yeah. Um, and obviously, if you're an avid uh, FIFA player, like we just found out that Jay is, uh, pretty talented on the sticks uh, as well. Known. That should be known. It should be known. It should be I'm known, ladies over and the gentlemen. If you want to play Jay, you can find him at his screen name of... Gamertag, Seminole 502. All right. I found the new FIFA 20 when it drops. Uh, just to, because I was kind of going insane there. Yeah, but I knew I wasn't crazy, but yeah, David Beckham... Uh, finished up his career with PSG Paris Saint Germain uh, and retired in 2013. So that was kind of lingering in my mind. But that was like uh, a rebound that you outlitted that you threw back to yourself for the three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I do. I mean, you know, I sit back and I just, I just shoot through. Uh, I, I don't, I don't get in the paint. You know, I don't right. like to get my hands there. I just like right. to stay here, stay back that's here. Right. But we got a pretty boy uh, here, ladies and gentlemen. But, but by the know, look of his beard, you would not know that. You would not. But Balotelli, I really like Balotelli. I think he is a, a really strong uh, goal player. He's, he's just had some ups and downs in his career. He's got some um, problems. Like, do you think he's, he's been some... more mature? Like, I feel like it's his head that's his problem. Yeah, I think he, he kind of came up at a young age. So, 
you know, we'll call that like the Justin Bieber, you know. Should we call it the Justin Bieber effect? Justin, if you're if you're listening to Not this to pod throw right shade now, at, at anybody, but we appreciate um, you. Um, keep yeah, throwing but out I, them I think slim. he was just given a lot of money at a young age, and he's had some moments where he, you know, he didn't speak as as uh, it's kind of you know maybe didn't represent himself. But his talent's undeniable. His ta- talent is undeniable. Um, he hasn't really played for a big name team in what most people. Uh, you know, in America, who follow soccer would would consider you know after you know obviously coming up for like Inter Milan. That's when he really started to get big. Go to Manchester City, still did great, and then you know to Milan. You know, one one year stint at Liverpool, back to Milan all alone, and then he went into uh, you know the France League. Um, you know, nice, like Marseille. Like I got you know I, I respect Mar- Marseille and, 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 and Lyon and PSG, but he hasn't really been on you know the level I think that he could have you know if he was. Kind of stayed a little more focused, I'd say. But, you know, yeah. Yeah, I don't, not, not to throw any shade at him. I think he's a great player. Um, I mean, let me think about this here, though. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean to talk about, you know, a topic that everyone's, I'm sure, just bored as heck of listening to, just like myself. But Antonio Brown was actually just released from the Oakland Raiders um, today, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I don't think anyone is surprised. I know uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin are probably absolutely thrilled right now and probably doing jumping jacks inside of the locker room. But um, that kind of brings me to a question of if you think Antonio Brown is, I'm sorry, not Antonio Brown, Mario Baratoli is a good fit for this team here. I mean, We've been talking for the last, uh, you know, about like 45 minutes or so about how young this team is and how much we need a, you know, leader in the locker room, leader in the community, leader on the team to not just show up every single game, but, you know, also someone who's going to take charge, you know, and and, and lead, you know, this younger crowd of, you know, folks. I mean, shoot, you know, uh, we only have one 21-year-old and it's David Norman Jr. from Canada here. I think that, you know, our, our immaturity is you know, going to be a problem at the end of the day. So I'm a little bit curious well, to hear you know, your maybe. thoughts I, I don't about think, Marta, Mario. I don't, think, I don't think Bellatelli, by any means, is Antonio Brown. I think Antonio Brown is... Hold, hold on one second. Ah. Um, Shout out, I, sponsor, Three Kings <laughs> Brewery. Three Kings, Three Brewery, Kings Park. Home Brewery. Sorry. Get at it. Uh, but I don't think Bellatelli is... To the level that Antonio Brown was, I, 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 I would, I would like to think Balotelli has kind of curbed it down. I mean, I think most of his kind of off-field, you know, attitude issues might have been, you know, more in the early two thousands with Manchester City, with Milan, with the, you know, Italian international team. I can't say he's he's Antonio Brown. He's I don't think he's going to cause that much of a of a distraction. Um, but you know, again, in regards to Capacity to score, I would put him below Luis Suarez and below Edison Cavani. Um, I think both those guys are, you know, more true goal scorers. They can make opportunities out of nothing. They're not going to be afraid to take that chance to, you know, rip that ball from outside the box. In, in, in you know, I don't know. I, they would be my preference over him. <coughs> Excuse me. And then, you know, kind of going to. Another guy who has been rumored kind of in, in a link to Miami is, is, is Anton Griezmann. I see a lot of offense. Yeah, well, you know, I think we're going to go for a big-name striker. I think they're going to try and build a team that can develop in the defensive third and the, the center third, uh, the, or the midfield. But, you know, I think we're going to need a true striker. And 
you know, you look at some of these guys' number, and I'm not, you know, again, I don't want to take anything away from you know, Anton Griezmann's. His, his numbers are great. He's put up serious numbers with uh, Atletico Madrid, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's, he's new to Barcelona. He's put up two goals in three yeah. matches. If we're looking for pedigree and proven record of a true striker, I think Luis Suarez is that guy. Gotcha. But, you know, again, I mean... Well, they he, offer different flavors. They're they di- all, they're they different all fla- offer different flavors. That is correct. But, you know, I think what we're going to need at the end of the day is a guy that's going to be in that, that final third, yep. just outside the box or, in this, or inside the box, and that these younger players are going to look to get that ball right to him. And that whoever that is, is it is it Suarez, is it Cavani, is it Griezmann, is it none of them, is it someone else? But they're going to be looking for that person to take that ball, turn around, and rip that ball. You know, they're, they're not going to – I don't think they're going to really look for a great defender or midfielder. You know, I think they're going to well, go for these young one. guys. We might have one yeah. in Christian. Christian is no one to sleep on. Well, he's a, he's a center back. So so the midfielders, you know, the, I think we're, we're most excited about is, is going to be, you know, Pellegrini. Listen, right now, at but the end of the day, I'm most excited about Christian. I am too. Give him some horns. Give him some horn. I think that dude will be, you know, a serious player on defense. I don't know if he'll be the anchor of our defense because he is still so young. But he's definitely got so much potential. It's, it's insane. I mean, you watch this person, ladies and gentlemen, and... He makes you feel good. He's a man. He's makes a young you feel man. damn good that he's on your team. I'll be honest. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. like the youth soccer kid that you see across the field and you're like, shit. I don't want to go up against yeah. that guy. Yeah. That's like the dudes I see in college. And I'm like, damn, they look older than I do. And they're 19 years old. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like, I remember like a couple years ago, I was like, dude, Leonard Fournette is a man. I am just up to him? No. How did you feel when you first started pl- seeing players like actually get into the league and be older than you? And They were always older than me. Now they're all younger than me. And I'm like, dude, they're, they're just like, I don't know. They I don't. Just, they just look so much. I don't know about bigger. you, but I was not looking like that at the age of twenty. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, look at that at the age of thirty. Oh goodness gracious! Um, but you know, I never know. But like, I think again, kind of going back to what we talked about earlier. My Loki, there's no evidence to point to any of this. This is completely just my own uh, dream or fantasy, or whatever you would call it. But I would love to see Beckham come out for a year. You can or call two. that a fantasy. I'm gonna call my shot. I, I'm gonna say it. Give me a well, year, Beckham. You know, Give me sub- one year. September seventh. You heard it here live. You Jay's calling it. a shot. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. Let's go. Let's get a poll. Ah, love it. I think he could come back and, and make a serious impact. But I think he's got to make an impact in the front office here. He's, get I, our I, young I'm team. Not, I'm off not worried to about a good that. start. I'm not worried about that. Put together a team that can compete this year, but know that it's going to be a process of about three to five years to still start competing for championships. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I guess we'll get to the, I don't want to call it the sad part of our show. Maybe it could be a blessing in disguise. But there have been a couple players that they've gone after that that rejected them. Um, You know, most recently, I think that was actually confirmed was uh, Ezekiel Palacios, midfielder from River Plate. Um, You know, honestly, like not a serious... uh, like loss, I didn't really feel anything bad about it. Uh, but he said that he'd rather go to Europe. He thinks the talent's over there. And honestly, I, I can't argue with that. You know, MLS has kind of been known as the place people go into their careers if you're an international star. Um, I think so we should change that. I think we should I, absolutely I, I, change that. I think it is slowly changing year by year. You see some of these teams come in and attracting more talent. Do you think that that is something, when we build up the MLS and quality here, um, is more of a derivative from our actually nationally born players or bringing folks over from overseas and 
you know, showing them the MLS is a competitive league. They do want to live over here in the United States. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, it's going to have to start from overseas. That's the only way you're going to get the, the talent you need right away. All the other stuff, you know, I mean, let's be honest. The soccer is not extremely popular in America. I think it's growing, but, you know, people are wanting to play football, basketball, baseball. I think there has been a new movement that these younger kids are getting more into soccer. So I think that's where the academies are really coming to play. Uh, our best athletes are playing other sports, so you have LeBron James in well, the goal, Anthony Davis in the goal, well, you Chris Johnson. Well, you know in why his that is. is a forward. He's the reason why that is is because the money. The money well, is yeah. in. Even I hate to say it, baseball, football, basketball, you yeah. name it, guaranteed money, $50 million or above. I mean, shooting in baseball, you're talking about over $100 million guaranteed. So I think that if you follow the money down well, to these. Well, no, it wasn't. You know, but if you, you see follow the, the, the money the down up to the NFL youth NBA. levels, people want to make money. And that's the yeah. story at the end of the day. And. You know, I'm actually a little bit interested to see how the talent, especially with the new academy, you know, whether or not we stay in Fort Lauderdale or go down to Miami, it's all love. But I'm wondering what this new academy is going to bring to South Florida over, say, the next 10 years of, you know, working with our young youth development. Um, I think it's going to bring a lot of a lot of good players. And, and you know, I, I think we'll be able to kind of dip our hand in that pot and, and bring people up as we need. Um, you know, they might have one of their youth teams playing out of law card, as they mentioned. You know, again, Rome wasn't building a day. We're going to need some strikers to help. We're going to have to go get some some senior guys from Europe or around the world. We're going to need some coaching, help. too, eventually. We're, we're going to need some coaching, but I think soccer is growing in America. I think down the road, you know, maybe 10 years or something, we could have some legit talent to where our national team um, could compete. But also, you know, that, you know, the different MLS teams, you know, obviously with players from all over the world – could compete on a larger scale in, in the CONCACAF or, you know, like a FIFA Club World Cup, something like that. I just think it's, it's I think it's started, but it's not there yet. So you still have to supplement with some of these marquee mm -hmm. big name signings from, you know, from Europe. Um, the and other you, one that, that they didn't get, though, was Alexi Sanchez. Uh -huh. um, he says that he would definitely be interested in coming to the MLS and in, in particular, uh, you know, be interested in potentially coming to Miami. But, you know, he still thinks he's got, you know, several more years of high-quality play in Europe, and he wants to stay there. So the, the, the MLS has, has been known for kind of bringing guys out on in the last leg of their careers. And we're going to be targeting people that are in that stage. But we're also going to be targeting people that are not, that are more like the, the you know, main I mean, main you partner. land one superstar, and you're on the map, right? You just have to get it once. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, look what the Galaxy's done. I mean, they've been obviously one of the best teams in MLS for – you know, almost like perennially, but I mean, they brought in David Beckham, they brought in Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Orlando City expanded with Kaká, uh, NYCFC expanded with David Villa, um, you know, LAFC got Carlos Vela, which I would say he's nowhere near the end of his career. But I think that one that one big signing could put you on the map, but more so than just put you on the map, could allow you a serious chance to compete as well. Well, you know, one things. One thing's for sure over here and, you know, people of South Florida, it blows my mind just as much as all of you out there. But I don't know why an expansion team in Miami should be should be positioned for one of the best areas in the world to attract some of the most top talent out there with paying them all the salary cap, the money that we have here today. I'm a little bit surprised on why 
more folks, maybe it's our efforts, maybe it's our communication, maybe the fact that people don't know this, maybe the fact that people don't even want to come to the MLS. But I'm a little bit surprised on why we just can't get our recruiting right in, honestly, any it, professional sport in Miami, Fort Lauderdale area. Uh, well, I mean, I can't speak to other sports, but, I mean, but, but soccer takes time. You, you can't just come and have a great league. I mean, name a better city to have an MLS team in outside of maybe can't. L.A., can't. Dallas can't. or El Paso. Where, where are you going to have this many people coming in that love soccer? Is soccer is I not Miami. You know, football, football, is a, yeah. football is a it's a South American thing. It's a European thing. It's, it, you know we're trying to make it an American thing, but you put a team in a city that's a major port for people coming in from Latin America. I mean, I think you're going to. I think you're, you're bound to there. find some talent. The I think you're bound to There's find some, some hidden talent. gems out there, and I really encourage everyone to go out to the. Open tryouts, too, for the Inter-Miami CF squad here. I think that there's some awesome talent around the city. I think they're going to hold it. I don't know when it is. I definitely think When we do find out where they're going to hold it, when they're going to hold it, uh, and direct you guys on when to get on down there, please, please uh, do participate. We'll let you know here on the pod. Um, And bring your family, too. Um, This is definitely, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, a awesome, awesome time for everyone down here in South Florida. New professional franchise. I'm really excited. No matter where they, they, they live, you know, for the long run, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, um, South Florida, it's awesome to have you. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you know, this this team, this this expansion is built for the community. I mean, you've heard, you know, Beckham say that. Mm-hmm. This is going to be all very community-based. Um I, I'm doing my best to not curse on this podcast. I curse like a sailor. That's all right. You, know, you can do it. You can is, do it. This is well. Well, you know, we're Actually, this it's is all about family. One, you know? <laughs> this is all about family. We'll kind of build up, build up to that. Um, but yeah, I think this will be a big, big cultural impact down here, and, and you know, we're really excited to see where it comes. Um, I, I, you know, I think that's probably the the majority of the the news we need to cover on this, you know, this first initial episode, just kind of bringing people up to speed that that might be, you know, a little out of the loop. Um, you know, we're going to follow this stuff, you know, daily and, you know, as, as we get closer and closer to the season episodes, will probably, you know, get more and more, uh, bountiful. You know, I would like to, I did ideally at least get one a week and then, uh, you know, it might be two weeks to start. Um, but you know, once we get up definitely to the season, we're going to try and get at least once a week, if not a recap for the game prior, uh, uh you know, preview for the game coming up, but it'll definitely uh, you know, we'll grow this into something where you can tune in weekly to get your the you know your inner Miami news. Yeah, as we're coming up here, ladies and gentlemen, so are you. As my buddy Jay here was saying, you know, we're eventually gonna be up and running every single week, giving you the hottest topics around the yep. league, giving you the hottest topics and updates on the players as we get signees, as we get folks, and as we get coaches. Yeah, I mean, we're we're gonna need them. You know, it, it's uh, we're gonna start just providing you know. You know, news when we can. And, you know, again, we'll follow it every week. We'll update you when we can. Uh, you know, be sure to check out the website. It's innermiamipodcast.com. Uh, you know, there'll be everything that, 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 that we're reporting on will be posted there. We'll have some polls, some interaction uh, there as well. Um, and then, of course, you know, any, if you need to email us anything, just Jay and Alex at innermiamipodcast.com. Shoot us an email if you have any feedback or any questions. And, and you know, we'll get around to answering those on air. Yes, that is innermiamipodcast.com. Yep. Fantastic. And Inner, Jay and Alex at innermiamipodcast.com. Innermiamipodcast.com, people. That's where you can find us. Um, 
Great having you here. Um, really, really, really looking forward to talking to every one of you, um, hearing your voicemails, hearing your comments. Um, love, love to get you on the horn here pretty soon. Um, we really look forward to inviting you know some players on you know the pod here, get them to talk about their experience, uh, you know, coming to Miami thus far, as well as you know their excitement in this upcoming season. It will be the inaugural season of the inner Miami CF squad here. So ladies and gentlemen, yeah, we got big things planned. We, we got some connections. We can't release them yet. We will be uh, definitely, uh, you know, growing these into some very interesting episodes. That's a cliffhanger. That's what we like to call a cliffhanger cliffhanger. there, Jay. That's a serious cliffhanger, but thank you for tuning in. We'll be with you next week or two weeks, whenever we get to it.